you should love yourself more than anyone first. And from a place of healing and harmony, you can help others. You know, I'm kind to me. I, I appreciate my weaknesses and my flaws, but I also embrace my strengths and qualities. Hey, how you doing? J-Man here, and thank you for having it locked to yet another edition of the Launchpad podcast. And I truly believe this is going to make your life better. Uh, the gentleman across from me is the host of Calming Anxiety. Uh, this is a big podcast, and it's helping people all around the world through guided uh, meditation. It's charted in 150 countries and creeping up on 6 million downloads. Congratulations on that, Martin Hewlett. Thanks, Jason. Um, yeah, I think no one's more surprised than I am. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I started my podcast three years ago on um, a budget Amazon special USB mic for $25, a secondhand laptop. And um, the business is now, yeah, it's going well. Yeah, That's good. I'm, I'm and a happy man. If anything, for the podcaster out there, someone thinking about doing a podcast, you don't have to go all out. <laughs> Just no. start with the basics. And Absolutely. Here are some of the things that we're going to talk about uh, this evening is going to be the benefits of meditation, uh, the simplicity of it. So many people think that they're doing it wrong, and really, there's not too many wrong ways to do uh, meditation. That's about all I know yeah. <laughs> about meditation and how it can change your life. So what brought you, A, to meditation, then B, thinking like, maybe this is something that I can bring to the masses through a podcast? Um, a bizarre set of circumstances and coincidences. I I, I um, got into podcasting purely by chance. So four years ago, I trained as a clinical hypnotherapist. Or let me just very quickly, eight years ago, I had a huge mental breakdown. Hmm. Uh, completely lost it at work had some incredible therapy called rewind for ptsd for services military personnel and um it changed my life like that in a heartbeat so i wanted to learn how to do it uh, found this hypnotherapy course went on it loved it excelled at it changed the way i think and it just trickled down and escalated until i found what I wanted to do I had no set plan and it went from that first day of generating seven cents in ad revenue mm -hmm. to which everyone my friends my work colleagues took the mick you know and and rightly so they go oh you're going to get rich of that mm -hmm. to the show generating over three figures every day just on pre and post ad rolls and what are the benefits of these meditations daily meditations for for people in general like why does someone want to get right. into meditation so my the best way to describe it um i i have a very fiery imagination um very sort of adhd can't focus my shows used to take although they're 10 minutes long they would take me an hour or more to record because i couldn't focus i would say just stupid things or be distracted now because i do a daily 10 minute meditation it's me i can focus for an hour i can commit to a task 
my ability to control my erratic personality disorder is it's just amazing which is why i now do the show and want to share it because i've seen how mindfulness and by that i mean being aware of the dialogue in our minds years ago i used to be so hypercritical of me people's you know you go through life going oh i'm an idiot i'm a fool i'm a failure don't do that you will never find a hypnotherapist who is unhappy because we're so aware of our internal dialogue i am not cruel on myself you should love yourself more than anyone first and from a place of healing and harmony you can help others you know i'm kind to me i i appreciate my weaknesses and my flaws but i also embrace my strengths and qualities right i'm just honest and being mindful and meditating it helps suppress that storm that used to rage inside my thoughts and i can with breathing and i know people get wait we all breathe but when you're mindful about your breathing when you slow the out breath and feel that relaxation i no longer get panic attacks i no longer feel scared or nervous about outside you know i still have my moments and we all do and i still have my sort of three monthly cycle of depression you know but i bounce back quicker faster happier more positive i don't think a lot of people are aware of that internal dialogue that they have going all the time it's like (laughs) that voice that decision that's made for you before you really ever give it any thought Uh, i used to do these things called words of wisdom wednesday when i was on the radio and it would be little one minute segments about you know, being kind or the the power of a smile, yeah. awareness, uh, like you said. And uh, there was one called uh, burnt bacon and peanut butter. And when I when I heard that <laughs> on, a, on a burger, I thought like that would be disgusting. And didn't fate have it to where one day there was a burger that ended up at my work that was peanut butter and bacon. And I tried it and I liked it. And it was only because I was going through this uh, personal evolution of my own where I was into trying new things. Yeah. And that was just an example that really stuck with me as to how many times that we potentially shut things down based on that little voice in our head that tells us that something is bad uh, or, or yeah. why we react a certain way to something that we hear. And meditation, yeah. obviously, is a way that you can harness uh, a little bit more control over over those thoughts and how you're going to react to the stimuli that life throws at you absolutely but let me just pick you up on the burnt bacon and peanut sure. butter yeah let's do it one of one of my snacks because i went carb free and keto a year ago i reversed type 2 diabetes my cholesterol's come down my blood pressure's come down i'm off all medication one of my snacks is paprika bacon so i grill it with paprika and a bit of oil on it and then when it's cold I put peanut butter on it and my colleagues go, what on earth are you eating? And I go, try it. And they're like, what a combination. Yeah. And you do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the thing about meditation, people who don't do it think, you know, you need to sit there. You need to do this. Mm. You don't, you just need to stop, focus on your breathing, make the out breath longer than the in breath. And just relax your thoughts. Martin, for the person that is new to meditation, or let's just say thinking about doing 
yeah. meditation. So I, I, I understand some of the basics. And let's say uh, devil's advocate, I'm, I've tried meditation before, but I, I can't keep my mind clear or I, I can't focus on this and how uh, it's okay to stray away. It's about being able to get that focus back. And maybe you can deal with you know, some of those frustrations going through it yourself at one point, like it, not being able to have that, that yeah. Zen moment that people think they should always be having when trying a meditation. It's so much easier to follow someone to listen. And even then within mine, I will say at some point you will become distracted. Sounds from the outside world will drift in. You'll have random thoughts, daydreams or tasks left undone. This is normal. It's natural. Most people go, I failed because that's happened. You haven't. You've just spent a lifetime being wired for everything. And it's absolutely natural human response. At our brainstem level, you've got to be hypervigilant for any threat. But the way I guide people is they focus on the natural rhythm of the rise and fall of their chest. And they focus on my voice and they, with even a few sessions, they're able to purely focus because they've got that audible guide. And without arrogance or narcissism, I've listened to my own now, not my old ones. Oh my God, can't listen to the old ones. Um, because I've become comfortable listening to a guide. I think if I tried to meditate now without it, I could do it maybe 50, 50. Um, but I have a, one of my cohorts who I did my hypnotherapy diploma with, she can hypnotize me like that because her voice is perfect for me. Mm. And I do say that to people, you know, if I'm, if my podcast doesn't work for you, don't give up. It's like music or dance. Someone likes Taylor Swift someone likes whatever dubstep you know we all like different genres of music or tones of voices just because one person's singing doesn't appreciate doesn't appeal to you someone else's will so i mean most people love my voice on the chat because mine comes from empathy not because i want to run a multi-million pound business you know there's some massive apps out there with and make you know they pay for hollywood actors to do it but that's not empathy and one constant feedback mine is from a place of i've been there i know roughly the pain that these people are in and i want it to stop so yeah podcasting empathy mindfulness it's easy if you've got a guide who gets it. And I think that's where my strengths are. And, and do you find that um, people that generally come to meditation, it's to find that peace from some type of trauma or. Um, it's always trauma. Always trauma. Okay. Yeah. Um, either from their childhood and most people's as adults, they're, they're practically always rooted there. There's 5% that have had bad things happen. It, loss bereavement illness mm -hmm. um and mine isn't just meditation it's mm -hmm. it's falling back on guided hip clinical hypnosis um but a deep desire to help 
especially the younger generation, not spend a life negatively anchored to past trauma like I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine is deep rooted, you know, childhood trauma uh, in secure psychiatric care at 14, uh, sectioned, couple of breakdowns. But the power of mindfulness and meditation, I am proof of how good it is. And mm-hmm. off all meds, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I think, oh, I did that. And I yeah. did it myself. And I believe anyone can. You've just got to own it, accept it, and understand there will be dips. But mm-hmm. the uh, the bright days will be so much better. I think what might keep a couple of people away from meditation sometimes is the thought that there has to be some grandiose spirituality to it. Yeah. And I, I, I would, I would think uh, maybe that comes from, like you said, the whole ching ching, you know, like yeah, that absolutely. kind of thing and, and having to come from a place of, of real Zen opposed to maybe a, a little bit more of a, a real world approach. Now it, in, in your, your meditation specifically, but I mean, it does come somewhat from a place of source, like you are getting down to the core of yourself Would that be a yeah, really absolutely. bad example of putting that together in a statement. No, it, yeah. it is. It's about one of my key elements is you're going to reunite mind, body, and soul. Mm. So you're going to be aware of your feelings, the space that you inhabit, but you're also going to be honest about how you think and feel, how you react to situations and analyze that very negative monologue in your thoughts And when you start to become self-aware of the way you think, like if you're looking at social media or politics or your friends, and it's always a negative thought, why? So many years ago, I realized, well, these are my opinions and values, but why are they then? They're a product of how I was brought up, the demographic I lived in, but it doesn't make me right. And I, I have this desire now to understand all parts of life, society, so that I can just live in harmony and balance with as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what mindfulness does to me. Right. I think it's elevated my love, my sense of happiness. It's walking out the door, like where I am in the UK, it's wet and miserable out there. But I'm like, oh, that's nice feel that wind on my face that's life that's living mm-hmm. i just i just love the moment um but then i've spent 20 years as a frontline paramedic so i i've had the privilege to see life at its best and its worst mm-hmm. and i choose now to want to see the best all the time all right happiness is a choice uh barry it neil is. kaufman one of my my favorite yeah. books and it's really how you you frame things that you don't have to be laying down on your back or sitting in a chair to be you know quote unquote meditating right opposed to it right. being more of a lifestyle and the decisions that you make and the lens that you choose to view the world through uh, is also a form of meditation. So just being able to take those things that maybe you would regularly think as being undesirable and turning those into moments of joy or elation or at the bare minimum appreciation. Uh, well, yeah, I, I want to do a set of YouTube shorts on um, urban meditation. Mm. So set up a 
like a spy cam on myself in the shops, in the supermarket, parking the car and just stopping and feeling the world around me mm. and just going, mm. I'm in touch with the universe. I appreciate this moment. And as I get older and slide gracefully towards 60, I am, I've lived a really privileged life and I appreciate every second even more than I did this time last year and a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And I believe we all should. It's so easy to focus on the negatives, on what's going wrong, on things you don't like. Why? Just, just simply why, why not focus on everything like being alive, especially people who live in a Western society. Um, we, we have so much more than our predecessors ever did. And yeah, we can all look around us for some negatives, some political things we don't like, social unfairness. But you yourself, yeah, I think, be the solution rather than the problem. Right. So, Martin, so this is interesting. I Let's go there. Okay. <laughs> In regards to, we just went through some major trauma over the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, you know, with with the pandemic, and I can only imagine. And maybe it's completely different for you, uh, but it for most it was probably uh, the most challenging period of time in their lives, and that's a privileged statement in itself. So let's say for someone like me that wasn't doing my meditation, and then there's yeah. Martin who does his meditation. What were the benefits that Martin? was getting out of that process through the through the pandemic that I mean you must have been looking around thinking like I wish I could give this to everybody here yeah and so I did I I I really focused on the analytics the data I'm fairly OCD about those sort of things and my very early background is I was a software engineer Mm. um so I used to write code um I would go out for eight mile walks at six in the morning to get my fitness, keep my fitness up. Um, And it also long walks and running got rid of my back pain for a few days, but I would stand on top of this hill overlooking the coastline of North Devon and just breathe and just feel the world. And, and that's how I do it. Um, It, it is, sort of zen-like and eastern culture driven to expand your consciousness and reach out so that you can appreciate nature and it calms me my least favorite emotion is anger Um, and it's difficult because i realize i have a deep dark trait in me but being mindful breathing i like my strap line at the end of every podcast is be kind mm-hmm. and I need to live by that. And that's wonderful for a, a man who's carried a lot of emotional trauma to control that. And I think that is the best thing that meditation has given me. Um, and it's been challenged lately. Uh, you know, I'm very open about this. Uh, six weeks ago, my long-term relationship, um, ended quite a surprise and shock to me and whereas i think quite a lot of guys my age demographic would be hostile you know my pride was hurt 
I refuse to let that happen. And it has been a struggle, but I'm like, I can be kind. I can rise above this. I can be the man I've always wanted to be. And now I'm supporting my ex-partner in her transition with the kids to their new home. And that is a massive testimony to the power of meditation and mindfulness. Um, The old me wouldn't have done that. And that's nothing that I would ever be proud of. But now to control masculine pride, anger, hurt, rage. um, If I can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very powerful story. And Mm -hmm. through the pandemic, that's grown me as well. Some of those things that you are you're speaking of uh, the fundamentals of meditation and doing my best to be kind. It's I, one of my lines from radio was take care, be well, love simply because you can, you know, so we're very, we're very aligned that way. That's why I'm having a chat with you because you're great. Um, and, uh, to not take things personally, right. That uh, I umpire softball as well. Like that's something I do. I officiate and you know, you have your guys that will give you a hard time and realizing that like, listen, they're not angry at me, Jason, Patronic, the umpire. This yeah. is how they are with every umpire. <laughs> and I'm just getting it like everybody else is. Uh, so not taking things personally and being able to come from a place of empathy. It's a driving thing for me. I like to understand other people. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when I question, uh, I, I don't see how I come across. So I can be quite challenging, but I do it because I deeply want to understand why people think the way they do Mm. regardless of politics or religion because they all fascinate me my as a uk resident my absolute guilty pleasure bizarrely is american politics um i i've taken up ultra running i'll do two hour runs and i listen to american podcasts political ones and i like them on both sides Mm-hmm. I, I know which one I would align to, obviously right down the middle, because I'm caring. Um, yeah. But it fascinates me why people think the way they do, even when the facts are absolutely opposing their point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to sit down with people and say, please explain yourself. And I like to be challenged as well. I really do. Um, because I don't know I'm right. I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. But I love when someone says or, or disagrees. And I go, oh, great. Explain to me why you think that. Let's challenge my perceptions. Uh, but people generally don't like to do that anymore. It's very, um, we've lost it. The art of debate. We have lost that at the moment. Um, and society, culture needs to bring that back in. Um, but then that's my open, mindful way. Right. Well, I used to be a very damaged, reactionary person. Um, and by my own admission and standards, I wasn't the nicest of people. Mm-hmm. But then I had a fractured mind. Right. I had um, one of my most controversial guests uh, that I was not expecting to be controversial. And that, <laughs> that was the... The flat earth, the flat earther, this guy named Dave, and he is quite possibly the nicest guest I've ever had 
on this show. Just a big, warm heart. And I came across him just, uh, I had a friend that had him on on another podcast. And this guy Mm. gets spoken down to so like he gets it really rough sometimes in podcasts and you would think he would maybe go off the deep end or, or be mean back. And he has such a, a kind heart. And for me, it was just a great exercise in having someone come to the table with views that I don't necessarily have to agree with hmm. and just be able to have a conversation and hear what he was all about. And I, I would hope that regardless of whether it's something you believe in or not is not so important. But like you said previously, being genuinely curious about why other people feel the way that they do and having Mm. a deep empathy for individuals. And then at least, I mean, instead of saying something negative, just because you don't believe what somebody else believes say, well, you know, I actually had a conversation with this gentleman yeah. I have a better understanding as to why he thinks that way. And now I'm just going to go on with my round earth day. Like, and that it doesn't have to be anything more than that. So Martin, uh, this has been uh, a great chat and thank you for being so transparent with me and my listeners. And I really hope that they do find your podcast. I've been like, I'll, I'll do a personal vouch uh, for Martin here myself is that this is a gentleman that I've been speaking to for, maybe about the last year, kind of going back and forth about mm. the podcast. And I've kind of seen this grow with you. I've been following along on on social media, and he is truly a heart guy, and he is coming from the right place. And it's no wonder that you're doing well, brother, because uh, your truth is resonating with other people's truth, and you're trying to bring them closer uh, to their best self. And if people want to find you online and be a part of your wonderful community, where should they go? Mm. Um, easiest is calminganxiety.net. Um, but YouTube, I've got the handle at calminganxiety. Um, so all of my podcasts are now there with this beautiful face. Um, and they're daily. Uh, but I'm on Spotify and Apple as calming anxiety. And it'd just be lovely to have a few more people just reconnect with themselves and then go out and help others. I want to be the best virus the world has ever had. I love it. Thank you for sharing your time, Martin. Thanks, Jason. All right. And to you, thank you once again for listening to the Launchpad podcast. Make sure to head over to his YouTube page, give him a subscribe, watch a couple of videos, and then over to Spotify. And please do the same for me if you enjoy the content. And I know you did. You can find me at the launchpadpodcast.com. Until next time, you take care, be well, and love simply because you can.